Yeah. Can't One. push the button and give me like a... Hey guys, uh, welcome to uh, Comic Book Wars, the podcast. I think that's what we're going to be calling it. Uh, I'm Jimmy Linguini. This podcast is somehow part of comicbookspeculation.com, <laughs> which is my website. Um, and I guess you guys uh, can introduce yourselves. Uh, Sleepy John here, uh, Jimmy's longtime um, best friend on the internet. I'm no Nico. comment. Well, I was I was just letting Nico introduce himself. So. Oh, oh yeah, Nico's here too. I'm Nico from ComicBookSpeculation.com's weekend update. Uh, I am also a longtime internet friend of uh, Jimmy and uh, a new internet friend of Sleepy. We're calling him Sleepy John. I like that. That's funny. Um, I think we'll roll with that. I'm fine with that. Um, so did you guys uh, see any new books that are coming out this week that uh, sparked your interest? This week, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Any books that are tomorrow. coming out? I mean, um, we got what? One, we got... one book that I hate, I can tell you that. I'm listening. Uh, the Agents of Atlas, uh, War, War of Realms, Agents of Atlas. Um, Why do you hate it? Does anybody care about the original Agents of Atlas that was that had first appearance in it? No, but like Marvel's hyping this one up, saying that there's multiple oh. first appearances. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Every week they have a first appearance. Yeah, but no, no, this one has multiple first appearances, oh, is what okay. I've heard. <laughs> they are saying, yes, there are like, what, three or four new characters that are... I don't know, I haven't read it. Have you read it? Do you have any idea who, who's the, who these new they, characters are? They, they named them in, the, um, in some early news stories when they're hyping it up. Oh. I mean, it, it's fine. I just, I just think it's gonna be a flash in the pan. I mean, they, they, Marvel does this all the time with new characters. Um, is it Amadeus Cho in this book as well? Yeah, but he's like he's a different character, right? He's in like a white outfit, I think. Oh, he's got the uh, um, Avengers he, Infinity. Like, yeah. He's got the Infinity War suit on. Yeah, I think, I think that's yeah. yeah. I but didn't I mean, see so this in... book. This book has a one in fifty and a one in twenty five variant that I, I guess seem to be selling really well. So, I mean, I mean, this week seems to be a slow week, really. So. Yeah, here's kind of the issue with that book. Uh, Marvel doubled the orders of retailers, uh, I, I assume, in an effort to try to promote the book because um, it was underordered. Uh, I don't know if that occurred uh, with them printing uh, preemptively or if this is just uh, a concerted effort by them to try to encourage readership, but I think it's ultimately going to destroy the value of both of those ratio variants. And well, I can't I remember the last time Marvel did this, but um, Jake pointed out in the comment section on comic book speculation uh, that I was, I'm apparently wrong that, that they didn't double the retailer variants. Uh, so I have to look into that still, apparently. Oh, yeah. so in they other might, words, they might not, not have doubled them. They might they're not. not providing a proportional increase in the retailer variance. They're just doubling the number of regular copies. Apparently, of the first uh, four regular covers. I think there's four regular covers. A connecting cover and a regular one. And then, yeah, I think, I think that's where they're at. I'm still not interested <laughs> in the book. I like the Delato <laughs> variant. Well, Mosaic uh, was really hyped up too. I think I don't know if they double ship that one, but I know that one was highly pushed by Marvel what, as well. So, what book do you remember? Last book do you remember them uh, double shipping? I don't because um, they, they had, aren't memorable. I know they did that for. I want to say 
Man, I can't even remember. It was some months when, um, like, DC had a big event book or something. And so they wanted to, they didn't want the numbers to be skewed by DC. So they double shipped something. And it was a big book. Was it one of the, was it Siege? Was it Siege? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking like, I'm talking uh, within the past maybe year or two. I can't yeah, remember. Maybe. I'm maybe. sure there's a Bleeding Cool article about it because I do think I do remember reading something yeah. about Bleeding Cool, but I'm not sure offhand. What do you guys think about well, the Delato variant? For Agents of Atlas? No, to the uh, Marvel annotated number three, oh, the Surfer Galactus I, variant. I love that cover, man. Or is That's... that a regular cover? Is that a B cover it's, or an A cover? Yeah, it's a, it's a B cover. It's a B cover. Okay. Well, it's, I... a, it's a C cover, technically. It's C a, cover. Yeah. There's a, the B I... is the Alex Ross Virgin. And then the C is this Delato one. And then it's a, a reprint of the Marvel Marvel series. Right. Marvels. Yeah. The originals. And then it's like, but with added content and new covers. That that Delato cover is amazing. I, I wish it would. I think when a lot of people first saw it, they were saying, why didn't they make this like a, a 1 in 50 or a 1 in 100? Because it would, I mean, people would up their orders, uh, but it would still be a, uh, a sought after book unless they open it up for store variants. They they probably will because what what there's a trade dress on it and the trade yeah. dress takes up half the book. Yeah. So no, I could see yeah. them doing like a virgin uh store variant for some other book. Uh, well that's true. Kind of like they've done with some of the like X twenty three uh yeah. that Delato when they did the X Men Red or whatever that was. Yeah, that that'll definitely be reprinted at some point. But I don't know. They've, it's nice for collectors to put in their collection. I have no interest in any of those. Reprints. Yeah, I thought Surfer would have um, topped out by now, uh, but it's unbelievable. That volume one book continues to just go up in price. Um, I mean, you know, even like the non-key issues are selling well on eBay. Um, well, you know, and, so other than one and four. Yeah, and... Uh... You're talking the original Silver Surfer series? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, people are people are stocking up and they're stocking up early, way before, uh, you know, particularly it, it's surprising after the announcement that we aren't going to see uh, the FF or, uh, you know, the Surfer for at least five years from, uh, you know, Feige and the rest of the folks at Disney. Yeah. Um, but those books just continue to sell well and, at, you know, record highs. Yeah, I think that's just a representation of the market we're in now. Like, you don't want to be. I think we can all see as long as the movie market continues the way it is with Marvel, that will happen someday. Now, that's like, you know, will that continue? I would. I don't see why it wouldn't, especially with as much as Avengers has done. Um, but that's a long. That is a long term spec. I wouldn't want to be holding a book for eight years thinking that right yeah but i mean get... even like five years ago that book that book was on a upturn and yeah it's been on an upturn for a long time yeah when the market started getting hot again and that kind of started i would say when are you guys say like when uh because fantastic four had a big dip for a while and they were out of flavor and i think, well, I they, think still they still are, are with yeah. readers but value wise those books are um going up a lot because I mean, I guess we're, we're assuming it's because of the possibility for a movie, right? 
I mean, I'm I'm not sure what else would be driving it really. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think there's any good Fantastic Four stories that are pushing readers to start collecting Fantastic no. Four out of nowhere. But there's, I mean, it, it, there are some great first appearances in those books, but um, the books that seem to be selling well are like the number ones and uh, the the first appearances of characters that have really no movie uh, relation whatsoever. So it's it's interesting. But yeah, I, I mean, Mephisto all those first, books. Yeah, the Mephisto first appearance and the uh, Thor. You know, the Thor Surfer cover has always been a classic cover. Um, but I think you're seeing like bleed out effect on the rest of that first volume, which is what is surprising to me. And um, the numbers that the first appearance of Mephisto have hit in the last, I don't know, two, three weeks, uh, just on eBay alone, have been shocking. Really? I haven't, I haven't been keeping an eye on that book because that's always like in the, uh, in the speculation circle that went up for a little bit when they were starting to talk about other villains coming in. But the feeling I always got is like nobody really cared about Mephisto. And maybe that's because it's, so overshadowed by number four, the next issue in the of Silver Surfer, that is that book has just exploded, and it's not really for any reason except that it's a cool cover. But it's that thing has gone crazy. You guys know. want to talk it's, about Son of Satan since we're talking about Mephisto? Yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know anything about the character. I I, I gotta say I'm not. It was really a tough like, read in the '90s. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why is that? And I don't know. Of all Marvel the, hasn't. Of all Marvel the characters to any, pick. Yeah, I mean, Marvel hasn't done anything bad. Obviously, they're going down this road where it's going to be um, Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, and yeah, but then I, like I Hellstrom. I think they had to do it that way because they knew like the outcry that the, they they know that if they replace Blade or they replace Ghost Rider, people are going to be upset because uh, they want Nicolas Cage and Wesley Snipes to still be in no, the MCU. No, nobody wants Nicolas Cage except no, for you're you. Completely. Incorrect. Do you have? They're not going like to recast it. There's no way. Change.org petition up for it. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing i don't care like anybody who's gonna get married and then divorce like four days later um the guy's amazing so i, I don't care <laughs> he's living leaving las vegas like the guy's amazing true so why do why did they have to do hellstrom well Just if you can make people watch hellstrom yeah. you can sell any marvel horror character on television period well that's right but but yeah the problem is um okay so did anybody notice that when Marvel put out the, I mean, I think people are starting to notice when they put out the announcement that they were going to do this Hellstrom show, which by the way, I always thought it was Damien Hellstorm, but it's actually Hellstrom. Um, they took out one of the L's in his name because it's Disney, I'm assuming. And Satana is only known as, uh, was advertised as Anna. Right, so, I mean, it's a clear departure from the source material, uh, much in the same way that the Lucifer television show is, if you read the little blurb when they announced the series. So um, why, so Disney's, like, trying to stay away from, like, satanic stuff, but they're going to do the show? Just doesn't make any sense. Like, why, well, just, just go all in if you're going to do it, or don't do it, because you're Disney. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, how it works out. I mean, they're keeping the same actor for for Robbie Reyes. Too, yeah, right? I liked so, him. 
I I liked when he was on Shield. I thought they actually did a pretty decent job. That show, I never really got into it, but I thought the Ghost Rider part was cool. Watch his Shield. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But so I guess uh, the other thing. So Marvel announced the uh, like Marvel dot com is the one who announced this new Ghost right. Rider TV show. Yeah. And if you remember, like they had that big summit and they announced a few TV shows, and then that website we got it covered announced the She Hulk Hulk TV show. We got this covered. Yeah, we got this covered. Yeah, but, I don't know um, if they've got anything covered, to be perfectly honest. But that Let's was never honest. announced by Marvel. So why would Marvel why would Marvel announce the Ghost Rider one, but not this Hulk She Hulk one that apparently is is pending? Um, and it really makes me question the website we got this covered. And I mean, the other thing that they, that people, I guess, are jumping on this week are Quasar and Beta Ray Bill, which I guess is originating completely from an article on that website. So I just find well, that to be interesting. What do you think? Quasar originated from James Gunn himself uh, tweeting a picture of a VCR that was a Quasar VCR. And that and was in these... 2016 or 17? Oh, that wasn't new? No. When I sent that to you, uh, it was because it was posted in one of the uh, buying groups. Uh, I saw that. Like... And legitimately, within a day, it was then a story on uh we got this covered and okay. 24 hours later the uh hulk book had gone up about 500 percent, which i called for the record and i find it all to be quite ridiculous well i mean I thought, you also I had the you black panther thing last week too right like last week you had what the black panther thing Absolutely. And uh, there's one, and uh, the Howling Commandos before anybody else was talking about it. So no, I don't that's know. that's all. You, sleepy. you were you were on top of a few things. Well, Sleepy uh, like refuses to talk to me, so I'll just give it to you. And yeah, the Howling Commandos no, was, all Sleepy. No, no, no. That was on that was on Bleeding Stool. It was the one time I ever got um, valuable information from that website. Nevertheless, it's, it was a big pick. That's uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Um, the website yeah, occasionally pretty, has some okay stuff. Uh, rarely but uh, for as much content as they post it's a it's a um, well yeah you I would, mean, it's a, it's you a would clickbait not, website right you would not so. be in the major leagues if you had their hit record uh but anyway um yeah can we go back to uh <laughs> this the bit about uh quasar yeah. beta ray bill and uh yeah so i one? mean thor 337 seems to be moving a lot and um Nine-eighths went from 300 to $500 overnight. Well, like I was talking to a friend of mine who manages a store. Well, he owns a store. He used to manage a store when Thor 337 came out. And what he was told to do by the owner was, like, they were they said, go to the convenience stores and buy up as many as you can. So they ended up with having, like, 500 copies of that book wow. the week it came out. Because when it came out, it was so popular of a book. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, and we sold them for, I think, $5, $5 a piece at, like, Montreal and Toronto. Which, again, like, for a 75-cent book or whatever it was, is a tremendous amount of money. So, and that was, like, only a few weeks later. So that book was always very hot, always yeah. a very popular book. Um, I, I, I think that eventually Beta Ray Bill might show up. I don't know. I mean, he showed up in Thor Ragnarok, so I'm not sure how he could possibly show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, based on what they did with him in Ragnarok, but but who knows? They didn't do anything with him. He well, was he showed up as a totem. statue, right? So how, he was could a... he, how could he be on the totem unless he somehow yeah. is like a race of people? And I don't think Marvel has pushed that idea. 
No, but uh, but Ragnarok was kind of Planet Hulk, right? right? And but they didn't have any other Hulks in that movie, right? But they just they, did they didn't have like a Hulk statue, right? No, there was a couple other people on that thing. I can't yeah. remember who it was. So that, I mean, that's the, why I, I don't the know. The thing that I, the thing that sucks about like when you know uh, about comics and you try and speculate on them in regards to movies, name me one movie. I, I have one in my mind, but it was only a twelve issue series, so they didn't have much other material. None of the Marvel movies follow the comic books that like real closely. Like Civil War. I mean, was that even close to the? No. McNiven series did Punisher show up no yeah Spider-Man wasn't I mean it, it just it had the idea was there but you know it, it's not they don't use it as source material they say read this stuff to the director or the writer and then or the, the screenwriter and then they just make it kind of into an actual movie that everybody can like that's yeah, the frustrating hey, part about knowing about comics and trying to foresee the future before we jump to a different topic, the reason that I wanted to return to this is so yeah, yeah. there's the articles, which were also Instagram posts about Quasar and Beta Ray Bill, and we've seen these profound increases uh, in the price tags of those books over the course of like 48 hours. Um, there's also an article on We Got This Covered suggesting that Thunderbolt Ross, you know, uh, the Red Hulk is on his way to you know the the MCU or somewhere. Um, oh, he's there, right? He's there as General Ross, right? He just right. Has, yeah, he's been there. They're going to make a big play uh, with Tim Roth. I mean, combination. Uh, that stuff got no push from uh, hmm. any of the the selective buying groups and has seen zero increase in sales. Well, it's as if. Uh, you know, the we got this covered has got to be latched on to by a couple other news outlets and, you know, one of the Facebook groups or one of the, the MeWe groups, and then the prices go nuts. I mean, that's basically how I, I see. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't I, seen Avengers Endgame. So what was that article you sent me today, Sleepy, about from them? Where it so, was like Avengers? Um, that was probably grabbed from like a Reddit board or 4chan or something. Uh I was just going through some of the articles on we got this covered and they had an end game article about uh, it was a rumor that the trailer had leaked for, or I'm sorry, not, I don't, it wasn't even the trailer. Maybe it was a trailer. I can't remember. It was a part of the end game movie and they had all this breakdown of the scenes in it and for, and it was like witness testimony. Yeah. It was like, Oh, oh here's, which is usually what you get on those Reddit or 4chan is like, oh, I saw, I got a thing from my friend. But they this ran it as it exclusive when I, like, I, I haven't seen yeah. Avengers, so I didn't know what, you just said, well, like, none, you like, said none of this is true, question mark. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know, is any of this true? I, I'm not some, sure. Some of it was so vague that it could be, but like, for instance, they said, uh, you know, here's a, I, I, I assume we can talk about this because yeah. it, it's not integral to the movie. Here's a scene, the spaceship lands in a, disheveled Wakanda and they get out and they walk around. And I was like, well, that didn't that's happen. kind of true when they got off. Remember when the ship landed at the Avengers headquarters and they reunited kind of like when uh Spider-Man came back. Yeah. So it's, it's that a was big kind stretch. of the scene. And then there was one, they said, Oh yeah. Thanos is walking down an alley in New York city with a big sword 
Well, that never happened. So it's just it's all clickbait stuff. And and Nico, I think what you're trying to get at is like, man, there's so much content out there, you can't trust it all. So I don't know how you pick and choose what's good, except for look what the source is, and that's basically what we're talking about now is maybe this website isn't the best website to get information off of. Uh, it, it may make the needle move, but you don't want to buy, you don't want to be caught holding a bag basically on something that isn't true. Yeah. I mean, I'm suggesting that I'm also suggesting that you're better off, like not to not participate, but to decide uh, very deliberately when you want to be the seller and when you want to be the buyer. Yeah. And uh, if it's a we got this covered uh, exclusive news article uh, that gets picked up by whatever uh, groups and they're pumping that book up, I'd much rather be a seller than a buyer. Yeah, I'm, I made and a I'm list. encouraging people that listen to be the seller. <laughs> I, yeah. just feel like with, buyer. I just feel like with Thor 337, like it's going to happen eventually. It, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, it, you should have been buying five years ago when they were twenty five. No, no, no. I'm just that's why I just don't know if I should sell them. Or even five oh, weeks ago. I, I, think I'm just gonna keep, I think I'm just gonna keep them. I'm at, selling because um so the spec on that would be that it's Guardians of the Galaxy, correct? Yep. But okay, so that, like eventually he's gonna come into play. Whether it oh, be yeah, a yeah, yeah. movie, whether it be like a character in one of the main movies, I just feel like the book has a lot of room to grow whether he appears in any of these movies or not. So, so here's, here's an interesting nuance between um, if you're going to be a seller are you gonna, and um, what type of seller are you. So, Nico, you chime in on this too. Uh, I would rather – I have I have a you know, Thor 337 in my uh, collection, let's say. Uh, when the prices get to a point where it's like this is dumb, there's no – proof yet that this is true i can make a good profit on my original investment i can take that i have that in my pocket now i can go to a convention a year from now and most likely buy it back at the same price if not cheaper maybe even six months because you're talking about a movie that's not even in production yet so it's it may be i think it is probably on the marvel timeline but because of how the, all the James Gunn stuff uh, worked out, now he's back. The script is written. They're using his script, but they don't have any casting for any new characters. There's no time well, He's focusing for... on Suicide Squad first, right? Yeah, so well, maybe. That, maybe. No, that's what I've heard, that he has. once that wraps, he's supposed to move over to... Well, yes, he's that's what, I, that's what I've Squad. read, at least. But, is um, he, but I, think it's, I don't think he's going to put his full effort into it like he did Guardians. I think that Guardians is his baby. You don't think he's going to put his full effort into Suicide Squad? No, nah, like he's, like, he's like, oh, wait, I'm not at Marvel anymore? Okay, I'll take a paycheck from DC. Wait, let's let's have a Polka Dot Man, Rat Catcher, Peacemaker. What other garbage characters? He's now, Al- he's now Alan Moore. Alan Moore receiving his paycheck after Spawn 6. Being like, oh, yeah, all right, Wildcat. Oh, yeah, what? all right, Youngblood. Yeah, all right, all these things. You want to revive like, Supreme? Come on. You want to revive Supreme? Oh, that's a great yeah. series. I can revive Supreme. <laughs> well, I was watching Supreme. this video today where it's like he was working on his series 1963, and he stopped caring. 
because once he wrote Spawn Six, he made so much money. It was like it was just ridiculous. Like, he, he, anyways, like it was apparently one when of the you biggest selling guy? selling uh, titles of the time. So I mean, was I don't know. Really? Yeah. Appar- apparently, like I, it's not a book I think of at all. But apparently, he phoned it in and made tons of cash. So once it came to like the final issue of his the series he was working on for Image, he was like, yeah, whatever. When you look at Alan Moore, are you like, man, this is a guy that really cares about money? I can tell he's worried about how much money he's making. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, dude, I'll give you ten bucks to go get a haircut. You know, it could, it could all be a facade, though. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, I can I show think... you 10 guys that don't really care about sex, but if I put them in bed with Margot Robbie, they'll become sex addicts. I don't what just what just <laughs> happened here? I don't know what happened. There. I mean, you know, uh, getting a gigantic paycheck is a real thing. Yeah. I apparently. For some and apparent, apparently that just made him not motivated anymore. But uh, but who cares? Yeah, um, he sold out. He sold yeah. out. So then he went to Avatar or whatever, made leather comic books. But at any rate, uh yeah, so Ratcatcher, that's a character in a movie. And Polka Dot Man. That's what we said about Rocket Raccoon and, and Star Lord, though. Don't act like we oh. weren't looking at his first these first appearances going, Ooh, boy. this is garbage. Yeah, Relevance, for the record, I'm a hey. buyer on uh, Fighting 540 or whatever the hell that is. Can't find any copies on Detective 300 uh, and no. all of those first appearances. Uh, 585. Gun takes characters that nobody oh, really. I'm sorry, Batman 300. Nobody oh. really knows the backstory of, so you can't really do them wrong. True. Yeah, because you could take like you can do whatever you want with them. Like DC doesn't care; these aren't characters that DC was was utilizing extensively. So yeah. he can have a different take on it without it being like a different take on Batman, and people will be like, "Oh, you can't have Batman doing that." So I, I think I think it might be okay. Um, and, and... Oh no, I I totally trust him to make something. Especially, they're already, you know, the people they're throwing out for Peacemaker. Like, have you ever, I, I read that first Peacemaker. I was like, man, this is like a garbage character. Um, I, I don't know. If they, if they cast John Cena in that movie uh, with LeBron James, oh my God, he was amazing in that movie. The, the scene where he's with Amy Schumer in the movie theater, it's, it's one of the best cinematic performances uh, in the last decade, Jimmy agrees. I'm sure Jimmy nod your head in agreement. Okay. Yeah. But if he, but the rumor is peacemaker would be Cena or uh Bautista, which, you know, either one I'd be more than happy with. They either one of them could be awesome. And that kind of. Yeah. Role. James Gunn has done no wrong since lollipop chainsaw. And uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. We'll find out. I mean, we'll find yeah. out how good Brightburn is. If Brightburn yeah, is exactly. like this incredible movie, then yeah, maybe he can't do any wrong. But he hasn't really done any movies since um, since these uh, Gardens of the Galaxy. We don't really know what he's up to right now. And I feel like after we see Brightburn, we might be able to see like how these DC movies are going to pan out. I think they're going to be good, but uh, I, I can understand. Brightburn looks really good from the trailer. I mean, it's... We agree that it's just like a bad Superman, right? But uh, well, Superman. it's reverse Superman, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not Bizarro. That would be reverse Superman, right? That's not what it is. It's not what it's about. <laughs> hey, you guys want to talk a little bit about the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? Oh, I, I'm just not excited for this movie. All of a sudden, I think it's going to be really good, but I just like. I don't know. Like, I feel like they've been pumping this movie up for so long. And then it's like, oh, here's the long trailer. Mysterio and the people that 
have been speculated on for two years are in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And I then, think the movie looks good. And then MJ says... Movie, it looks good. It looks like a good movie. And then MJ says, oh, I'm finally going to tell MJ I like her. And then she's like, oh, you're Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right. know. I mean... Uh, we, we know that's like a Mysterio dream. Sequence. I noticed that Key Collector was pushing out um, that there's a toy... And um, the toy kind, the toy kind of looks like it could be Spider-Man UK. So people are uh, jumping on Spider-Man. That's not UK what the, today. No, that's not what it said. Yeah, yeah, that's what it said. People are. No, jumping that's on. not what the alert said. Uh, the alert said there was an alert. Yes. I didn't see an alert. I just oh, saw a, yeah. a picture. Okay, go on. Oh, I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see an alert. I saw a picture of the toy. I put it on my. I put it on my list of ten books. Why are you buying these books right now? Uh, amazing. Spider-Man number seven from uh, the Edge of Spider-Verse era, which I don't know. It's I guess that's the new series. I don't know. Volume four, something maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, the first Amazing Brit- Spider-Man seven from it's the first British Spider-Man, something like that. Uh, but that's not why. That's not why they put it out. They said because of the multiverse, this is the Mysterio from that universe uh, that's in that book. Uh, oh, interesting! Interesting. Yeah, great, great, great. Although, does he look the exact same? If, if you what remember, Mysterio isn't a hero. No, right? I, I think we all so know that I he's think not we going all going to be. I think anybody who knows Spider Man knows that at the <laughs> end he's going to be backstabbed right. by Mysterio. So, and how, my, so gee, he's probably not coming for an, an alternate universe. That's probably just a story he's using to trick people into being his friend. This is why I'm not excited about the movie, I think, because it's like... Just don't speculate it. You don't have to speculate on oh, movies. Oh, I'm not at all. I'm not at all on this one. Um, but I think the movie... I think it will be an okay movie. I mean, it, it does kind of look like a half-assed, oh, let's just put Spider-Man in, in a trip to England. Let's just... So, yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't It doesn't look that fantastic, but uh, like the first one I, I thought was phenomenal. But we'll, but we'll we do get goes. more John Favreau's screen time, which everybody has been clamoring for, so... I think we can agree that it's going to be good because of that. Yeah, it's I mean, true. it's something to direct a Marvel movie, put yourself in it, and become like <laughs> right. a staple character that keeps having to come into movies <laughs> right. you don't direct. So it's, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's something. How, do I, how do I keep getting a paycheck for not really doing anything? I mean, what do you guys think about the multiverse? In what way? Like a multiverse in, in the uh, film universe? In other words, yeah, the introduction of the multiverse into the film universe, uh, I guess it was originally discussed, at least in part, in Endgame, and now it's in the trailer for um, Spider-Man. I mean, my intuition tells me that that's like their long play to uh, be able to recast characters. Um, I mean, doing a multiverse would be great because then they'd be able to do these solo movies and they wouldn't have to interfere with anything else. Right, like they could do solo films that have nothing to do with any of the other films. But but what uh, what characters are from the multiverse that we care about besides Miles Morales and Spider Gwen? What do you mean from the multiverse? Like, doesn't every character exist in multi universes? Yeah, like well, so they've already said basically that well that we already had a multiverse movie. Um, what was that the, one? The the Spider the animated movie. Because yep. those, those are all Spider-Man from different universes. Right. So I guess in that sense, that's the only uh, character that I can think of off the top of my head, except maybe uh, Wolverine, who they've explored 
multiple iterations of in different universes. I guess you're going to do that with your most popular characters so you can try and tell stories about them and uh, make them different than has been done. Yeah, I mean, to Jimmy's point, though, I, I think that, uh, and I don't know that Disney will do this, but if they want to do what DC is doing, um, which is have a Joker movie outside of Batman continuity, uh, you know, theoretically, they could do that with any character now. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing. And I also uh, am just kind of, like, excited that that uh, it may ultimately result in, uh, you know, some less traditional uh marvel stories you know what i mean in other words uh yeah. it, down the line we might see like a cosmic ghost rider kind of run uh, oh, or geez. any number of different things not to not to suggest that anybody should buy those books so for the love i shouldn't of sell it i should not sell <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be selling i'm confused this is really hard you'd be a buyer or a seller um, I did buy a bunch of these stupid Black Panther Namor books because I'm just very convincible. Um, did you want to talk about that at all, Nico? Yeah, I think that's a good one. Because uh, you did bring it up last week. No, no, hit it. Go go for it, man. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, in other words, um, it's been discussed now, I think, pretty widely in the popular press that there's this scene in Endgame where Black Widow is essentially... Um, talking to some of uh, the other surviving Avengers and references an underwater earthquake in Wakanda. It has long been discussed that uh, Namor's property rights, much like She-Hulk and the Incredible Hulk, would prevent Namor from having his own uh, singular film. So uh, they've been trying to figure out, like, well, where do you introduce him? Uh, there's been a number of different interactions with him over uh, and Black Panther over the years, but... Um, there is a, uh, a recent uh, issue, and, and forgive me, the, the number and the volume number escapes me. Uh, Jimmy, you want to help me with that? It's called Rise of Black Panther. Is number, the yeah. There's the, the I think it's number two. Cover. There we go. The variant cover is a one and... What, the movie cover? No, the movie cover. They had, a movie, they had a movie cover that was okay. like a cover B. And then, um, I don't know, did they have any ratio variants for number two? Oh, okay. So, uh, apparently it's not a variant cover, but it's a beautiful cover. Of <laughs> yeah. on the front. And, and the thing that's interesting about the book is it retells their first encounter. Uh, so, and a couple other issues of uh, maybe Young Avengers or New Avengers or, or whatever. Um, well, there's a Defenders book that people keep uh, are jumping on. That's okay, cool, is, right? is that where uh, Shuri declares war on... It's like the first time na uh, they battle. And I think yeah. it might be the first time they meet. I guess uh, Defenders 84, maybe? It might be. Um, oh, the, from the original series. Correct. Yes. Okay, yeah, no, Avengers 84 from 1980. Doesn't Stuff like that doesn't really interest me, speculation-wise. Does it you guys? Well, I mean, it's a $3 book, right? So yeah. I bought a few. Yeah, you can turn three. If I can turn three into thirty or three into fifty ten times, I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's not something I'm gonna like sit on and and press and grade and covet. Uh, yeah. But those kinds of quick moves and quick come ups, I, I think, uh, help me buy books that I want uh, to you know spend a little bit more time holding on to. Um, 
and I, for one, like uh, that particular Namor book because it's it, just a beautiful cover. Um, and I assume people are not taking care of them. So I think uh, copies in high grade condition are going to call for, you know, a 20, 30, 40, $50 uh, price tag. If he comes forward in the movie, um, I think it'll be closer to 50. If not, they're still, what, $20 books now? I'm not sure. I mean, the cover, Which B, book are you talking the cover about? B hasn't been picking up. So I'm hoping the cover B starts to pick up. Which book are we talking? Is he talking about Rise of the Black Panther? Yeah. Is it the one that Nico had in his article? Yeah. Yeah. There's a cover B, a movie poster variant that sells for nothing. Oh, so, yeah. I also notice that like all the Prince Namor books, like the that series, they all seem to be selling well right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, the other yeah. thing is, oh, remember yeah. the series uh, Namor: The First Mutant? Yeah. There's no. a second print of number one that's pretty cool. It's a sketch cover. When did that come out? By. No idea. I have absolutely no, no idea. <laughs> I got a, a sketch, copy though. If it's a, it's a sketch cover, second print, that's got to be uh, early two thousands, I would guess. Right. Yeah. Mid uh, mid two thousands. Yeah, two thousand twelve was the latest. Maybe two thousand eight ish. Yeah. Uh, that's when they were kind of doing that stuff. Dark Avengers right. time. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like dark. Yeah, middle of the Dark Avengers run. Um, anyway, suffice to say, I think that's a, a, a like a, a quick dollar book you can pull out of dollar bins and, and sell all day on eBay for twenty bucks a piece. Uh, I think there last time I looked, there was one copy and they wanted like thirty or forty dollars for it. It was just over. Really? Yeah. I guess if you're the only one, you can put up whatever price you want, right, Nico? No question about it. It says <laughs> use this <laughs> Jen Partel loser. <laughs> Hey, can we talk about some of these crazy Golden Age prices? Yeah. I haven't really been watching them that much. I know. I, know. I, I haven't been either. Focused on them. Well, I think uh, you have, Nico, been more focused on them. Yeah. I mean, I just think they're nuts. I've never seen anything like the, the run they've made on Golden Age horror books in the last, what, three months, six months? Yeah, right now is um, a really good time like, to be selling. Really good time to be selling Golden Age. Why all of a yes. sudden? I mean, we know the market's been hot, but why is it... Is it because uh, people are selling other stuff to buy this stuff, you think? Well, I mean, CGC is grading a little bit more lenient right now. Um, I think that definitely a does A lot more lenient on Golden Age books. Um, well, I mean, I've seen a lot of people doing their upgrades from CVCS and a lot of people yeah. in like higher grades, especially for Golden Age. So I, I don't know what it is exactly, but... Um, I mean, it's definitely a seller's market. Those books are, are moving, and, and, and even the major keys... Uh, most major keys are, are going up, so it, it's just it's it's interesting, but uh, th that's where the market's been. Yeah, Black Hat Fifty is the one that um, just has me like checking my wallet. I it's as if uh, the market can't move high enough. I mean, restored copies are selling for record prices. I, I I've never seen anything like it. It's a great cover. I you're right though, like. I, and I think that that's one of those books that's been uh, on people's radar for years now. Uh, when when all the horror stuff started picking up, you know, there's a couple that rose to the top and that are talked about regularly. But yeah, yeah no, what doesn't know. seem to be getting uh, much love are these uh, jungle books over the years. I mean, other good girl art uh, has really uh, you say taken the jungle, off. You mean jungle comics? Yeah, Absolutely. jungle comics. Yeah, I, I right. do like buying those because they're nice. They're, they're cheap colors. buying, and uh, you know, again, Jimmy, you want to talk about the aftershock book? 
Um, well, no, it's Antarctic Press came out. Oh, I'm with, sorry. Uh, or is coming out with uh, Jungle Comics number one this week. Uh, it's volume three. And it has three covers, and they all seem to be selling above their suggested retailer prices. One is a $9.99 suggested retailer price. One is a $29.99 suggested retailer price. And both of those, one the one's doing 15 and the other one's doing 50 And then the first print as well, I think it's hitting 10 bucks of the regular cover. So, um, Is it a reprint or is it a new story? No, it's new altogether. So Antarctic Press, um, if you've read any of this um, diversity in comics lawsuit thing, they, they were pretty... Uh, honest about being like they're not having a great time of things uh, business isn't going that great with them so they're trying new things so right now what they're doing is they're revamping a bunch of old titles so uh, this title has completely sold out at uh, the distribution level and we'll see where it goes but it, it there's another book that comes out at the end of the month called called horror comics number one from antarctic press and it's also in the same vein of like an of um these older type stories. Like so an we'll, EC or something? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say like an EC, but again, Jungle is an EC, and, and they seem to be going in this kind of vein of Golden Age titles that are just uh, hmm. known. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm sure that one will also sell out and start selling well, but um, I think it, I think it will be interesting to see. I mean, just watching, if Jungle keeps selling well, then it, you should be trying to get some pre-orders in for horror comics number one. And that comes Did, out at May 27th, I believe. Now, Jimmy, is it also like Amber Blake, uh, golden age size? No, that's not golden age <laughs> size. It's magazine size. I'm sorry. Magazine size. Yeah. No. Was, um, was Antarctic the one that did that book about, uh, a month ago that had a, like the five covers and one was like, uh, race car cover and one yeah exciting comics number one is what it was yeah sorry i completely forgot so yeah that was another revamping of an older title okay so they're doing a bunch of these then yeah because again they're they're not making that the the greatest uh amount of money so you think they're doing those because they're cheap for them to do well what they said in this thing was that like the my hero magademia really saved them when Mm -hmm. they published it uh, which I thought was interesting because it's gone to about 12 printings and most of the the ones that are after one were only like 300 to 500 print runs. So I'm not sure how you sustain yourself on, on wow. selling books like that, but yeah. apparently they did. And apparently that's what they've been doing. So uh, good on them, but th- they're like a two man operation. So I, I this I'm is sure. Antarctic. Yeah. What about rags? Rags still comes out from Antarctic press, but, uh, it's a mini series. So I believe it's that? ending soon. I don't know how much they're making on it, but, um, they still have to pay creators. Right. So I, I, I I'm not sure how I don't the know. structure works, Aren't but they just uh, reprinting the original self-published stuff. Uh, yeah, so, but there, it's also censored, <laughs> right? So I don't know. I, I don't want to get sure. into, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> Did you get the trade paperback? <laughs> no, 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 it's shucks. Yeah. It sells shucks. for, it sells for uh, a pretty penny. Oh, I don't. Sell. All those, all those Patreon books seem to be. Good I don't books, sell so. rags books. Oh, you just hold on to them and put them in your masturbatorium. That makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. I don't understand what that means. I've never pretty sure you know what that means. Is there something inside that? Whatever. I don't know. Is there, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? I mean, we could talk about Walking Dead, but I don't think any of us read it, and I don't think any of us really care if Rick dies. Um. um so I did hear you some discussion on this book uh, on uh, from other people. The thing that I, I um, find, I read this online. This is not my original idea. I read through the uh, pages in which uh, Rick gets shot. The thing that, that I think is a cool theory is the guy walks, the, the guy that shoots him 
walks in when Rick is sleeping. So Rick is asleep. He wakes up. You know, they have an exchange of dialogue a little bit, and then the guy shoots him. And then uh, Rick goes down. Okay. Yeah, we don't know if he dies or not. Who's not to say that he was just uh, dreaming that this happened? I mean, that's – is that really that out of line? I mean, well, Kirkman said the next issue is supposed to be double-sized, and yeah, it's, supposed so. to, it's supposed to be a big issue in both size and content. So who knows what that means? Um, I, I, I hope it's not a dream. Uh, that would kind of be a big ripoff, like when, when I guess Brian died on Family Guy. Um, so hopefully it, it actually happens. That's a horrible correlation. What do you mean? When Brian died on Family Guy, it ended up just being a dream. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they, had, about, like, they, they replaced the dog. They had like episodes what with about the new dog, and then it relations. ended up just being a dream. What about so, when he had relations with the mom? Listen, the point is... Um, was that a dream? I don't think Walking Dead would That's, do that. that. I feel like that would be... like, a, Is that kind of like a furry thing then? I'm confused what we're talking about right now. <laughs> um, so, But I, I, I don't think it's going to be a dream. It could be. I mean, that, that would be interesting. But I think that would be too much of a, a kick in the balls to everybody who's who reads Walking Dead. Yeah, desperate times call for desperate plot devices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, I mean... What are their numbers at now? I haven't checked recently. They're at 191. 191,000? Oh, you mean like what? They dropped dropped that far? (laughs) Holy cow. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, Where is their... uh, No, I understand that. What is their um, print runs at? And I say print runs liberally. Because they used to be in a top 20 regularly, if not top 10, with Saga. Are they still up there? I haven't honestly. Are we talking about Image Comics altogether? No, um, Walking Dead. What is their readership now? I'm not sure. I'm sure it's dropped off. Do you know anyone that reads The Walking Dead? I know one guy. No, I know a lot of people who are trying to sell their Walking Dead stuff. Yeah, I know probably two people that have stuck with it. There we go. Here's kind of the thing. But they also only read indie stuff. They don't read a lot of mainstream. They're more Has my someone kind of people. not told Robert Kirkman uh, <laughs> hire a hot cover artist, save your book? Yeah, well, they did it that, with the anniversary issues. That's what it's I thought was like interesting about understand that about DC's uh, deceased number one. Have you guys read uh, deceased number one? No, I heard it was very good, and I like Tom. Taylor. Well, it features artwork from Stefan Gudano, who is uh, Charlie uh, Adler's inker on Walking Dead. Oh, no kidding. So, um, yeah, I, I think the artwork's fine because, I mean, obviously DC was like, we got to do a zombie book. Let's grab these guys over here. So, um, yeah, they already know. do zombie stuff. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not letting them do the covers. No, I don't know that um, they. He, I know he has done one or two covers, but yeah, Adler does all the covers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my issue. In other words, Spawn, for example, uh, strictly got a rebound based on strong covers. Now, admittedly, uh, people that read that book, and I've started uh, to try my best to peruse the issues, will suggest that you know it's a great story all of a sudden. But people are buying those books for the covers. People are specking on the back issues for the covers. I don't think The Walking Dead enjoys uh, the same kind of cover appeal um, and hasn't since Terry Morstock drawn uh, covers back at issue what nine or 12 that's a good point yeah yeah i'm sorry what did i say did i say terry yeah my apologies i I think he stopped off around 24 
issue 24 i think he yeah he didn't off. do many um he did do a few uh but yeah and then he he's a way better issues. artist i mean he's yeah 100 but... um way better artist than uh, charlie adler but charlie adler has the speed that you need to put out a book yeah he did so yep exactly. and no one's trying to suggest that he's not a good uh panelist that he can't draw well yeah no that's exactly what we're saying he, he isn't that great he's just fast and he puts out a product that absolutely I mean, you you it's readable has walking dead ever had a uh you know like a stop in uh story no they've been yeah. they've even didn't even didn't they even go to uh two a month at one point yeah i mean they they just churn it out they're just like get the story out get it out you know yeah that um, makes me wonder whether or not kirkman's gonna walk away from this book at issue 200 there's no way he walks away from the book he's he's totally invested in well unless he just walks away to go to the uh the TV? Um, TV side, yeah, because they got a bunch. What do you say? They got three other spinoffs planned or something. I mean, that'd I be. Know. I don't know. I mean, I think he's a comic book guy, and I think he's always yeah. going to be wanting to write comic books. So I think yeah, he's I agree. I mean, around. look how uh, Die 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 just kind of popped out of nowhere. I mean, it, that, I think that shows that he's he does like comics. I like that book too. By the way, it's a pretty decent book. Yeah, it's kind of reading it, but it's uh, kind of like Clone. Did you read Clone? Yeah. Is don't you think it's pretty similar to that? I mean, maybe. I it's know, about like I'd have to reread clone. It's about like uh people that have multiple that it's about these assassins that have multiple of the same looking people. It's pretty much exactly the same. And what do you guys think about Karen Gillan's die? Is it the next book to take off? I mean it is taking off, right? It's had incremental growth. Uh, you know, obviously that uh, one of eight hundred cover gets big numbers, um, but it's no Naomi, which mm. I find to be criminal. I, don't know. Um, a, I gotta prep. That's all like my a books swear word now. Week, but uh, that's like a swear word. You can't say that Naomi. Uh, I like die. It's kind of. A, it's been a real. Uh, I feel like every issue that I've read has been a big up and down roller coaster. Like. Starts off good, picks up where the last one left off. Then it's like, okay, what are we doing? G give me like ten pages of, uh, you know, pretty nice Hans art, but I don't, I'm not getting much. And then the last five pages pick back up again to lead into the next book. Maybe that's just how I've read it through the first. I think I've read the first four. Yeah, it's been really good. I've enjoyed it, and yeah. um, I think uh, Karen Gillan has uh, ties to Hollywood. Clearly, that book's got a future on some screen. Uh, yeah, I'm not, on Netflix, I'm not, not sci-fi. Um, yeah, but I'm a buyer all day. Yeah, I'm not selling any of those. I think that one's got a lot of potential. Well, I should say I'm not selling number ones. Yeah, and can we talk a, a bit about Naomi? Uh, so that book cooled down uh, substantially. It took what seven days. 14 days but naomi has i don't yeah. know i haven't checked it naomi number one isn't still selling for 100 bucks so you're trying to tell me? i mean in other words there's uh the copies are moving at a snail's pace online oh well i think what happened was like nine eight copies were selling well and then people started submitting yeah. them and now they've started to get them back so there's probably a big flood on the market right now yep um and when that mini series is over uh you know i don't necessarily see it going much of anywhere but uh i do wrong before do you i do yeah you are I, a homer like for, you are a homer for that book i forgot <laughs> i i liked it uh 
I, I think it's a good story. I mean, I read the first two ish. Like I wasn't. I I had never even honestly. I had never heard of it until it was in like Variety or whatever the heck it was in. There was an art of uh, interview with Bendis, and then I was like, "What, Naomi? I'd never heard of this before," and somehow slipped under my radar. And then I went and read the first two. And I was like, "Oh, this is good. You got me hooked here. What's going on?" Um, I like it. I think it's a cool story. I think it's uh, so far it's a cool idea. Now we're only four issues in, so. I hate when people get on board like after two issues. Oh, this this is the greatest series ever. Dude, give me six issues. Then we can start talking about okay, it's a good series, this and that. Now, and like you said, Naomi's only this is only gonna be six issues. Uh I believe they did say though that they're gonna do another series after this. And maybe that's only because they saw that readers were liking it. That that might not have been the plan. And it kind of seems, you know, people are kind of saying maybe she'll join Young Justice. Kind of seems like it might be going that way. Yeah, Jimmy had mentioned the other book that you're hot on, which is The Weatherman. Apparently, uh, oh, I love that book. Two is coming out. Yeah, the Image released a bunch of covers uh, today for the second volume. Apparently, they're doing a second volume, number one. Yeah, I hate it. There's absolutely no reason. They're doing a total Marvel reboot. Yeah, I mean, I think that that comes up to the creator. I know they've... they 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 try to do that, that with retcon as well and a few other books. So, um, I mean that that comes up with the creator, it's not the publisher. So I I don't like it up with them. Yeah, I will. I will. You should. Um, but I that book, I think that whole series was out before I actually read it, and I was like, oh, this is actually a really cool story. Um, have either of you guys read any of it, Jimmy? No? I don't think okay. so. I don't think I have no. It's it takes place in the future. I, I mean, I hate when people read uh, comics and say, "Oh, this is going to be a TV show or a movie." You know, it, it's one of those ones, kind of like East of West. Um, I'm very skeptical that you could actually make it into a budget friendly option. Well, I mean, this kind of this is kind of the era that we're in now. Same with how, Saga. How Preacher could have been a TV show like is impossible. And how that they did that, and I mean, boys, it's not, same it's thing. It's not anything like the comic, yeah. Well, I mean, boys we'll will boys will be like the comic. It's hope, hopefully, but we'll see. I the mean, trailer looks amazing. The the actual real trailer of the show. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a, a few trailers that look really good. I mean, that we'll see where that goes, but um, I don't, I think there's a lot of books out there that are very much written like movies. Like I just reread all of Miracle Man, and that's very much exactly like yeah. a movie. But um, yeah. who would so, make that? So Weatherman, um, I, I really like the story, and it's it it you know it had one arc. Now it's going to the next arc. Uh, I haven't seen the covers. Are there? Is Opeña doing any variants? Like uh, I don't think series? so. I just saw the one cover, and it those, was on uh, Image's website. It looked it was a painted cover. I don't think it was Opeña though. Those variants are near impossible to find. As far as so when I read it, then I was like, okay, I got to buy this because. I like it and it has potential. I did, you know, if I feel like the independents have a lot more um, better stories and they have more potential, you can buy the buy-in is cheaper. So Nailbiter was probably through 20 issues before I even picked the first issue up and read it. And then I got through like 10 issues. I was like, I got to buy this. It had the initial hype and I just thought the cover to number one is terrible and the name is terrible. But then when you read it, it actually was pretty good. 
Yeah, it's five kinda... years ago this week it came out. Really? Yeah, Jeez. that's what some like, these Facebook memory things are depressing. Okay, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Southern Bastards was another one like that where you know I mean obviously that had two big names attached to it, so it's different. Um, Weatherman, I, I liked a lot. You think uh, Latour was a big guy when Southern Bastards came out? Yeah, because he did Marvel stuff already. Yeah, I don't think he was that big though. I don't think this did the Spider Gwen stuff come out before uh, Southern Bastards had come out. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if he was that big at that time. It's hard to judge Southern Bastards because they have like what through eighteen issues about three years maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not sure, but I just don't think he was that big of a, a name when that book came out. Uh, he might have been. I, I don't think he was though. I, I know now since Spider Gwen and all that stuff has kind of exploded that that he is. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Anyways, so you I, have any? Yeah, I'm I got one. I got one last thing, but I got to ask you guys before I do it. Uh, I will if if the buyer ever uh, hears this podcast, I will get a I will get negative feedback on my uh, eBay page, but I think it's worth reading. <laughs> okay, it's tremendous. I only read a few sentences, uh, and then I was like, "Nope, it's perfect timing." Uh, this just came in as we were talking. Uh, as we talked about before the podcast starts, I've been getting a lot of people who say they're going to buy something on eBay and then they don't pay. So I've been sending this like, look, dude, I'd like to relist this. Are you going to pay or not? Like, I don't really care. Just let me know. Uh, is this an effort to like pad, you know, auction numbers? Like, uh, please let me just put the auction back up. Um, I get this response and it is epic. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the short delay. I would like to hear the theory about padding auction numbers. I am a firm believer in conspiracies, which simply means to, quote, stand together, end quote. In the etymology, some events are coincidence and others are conspiracy. And because we are in the dark and have limited information, it seems, as you describe, I have a theory that eBay sells me books at a high price and piles on lots of bidders whenever I buy. When I sell, then eBay only lets a few bidders see my items. And <laughs> they get, dude, it's amazing. <laughs> they get my items for next to nothing. Moreover, it is their friends that get the items cheap, Solomon wrote. The buyer says, it is not, it is not, but when he goes his way, then he goes and boasts what he got. Proverbs 2014. I assume that's a biblical quote. So look at the defense. I assume that's a biblical quote. No, Research Projects all. Agency, DARPA. It is the government agency that created computers, motherboards, silicon chips, processors, and computer languages. And we all, Republicans and Democrats, paid our government to research and develop these sciences and the computer itself. But the people that always first get their hands on the new advanced technology are only the Democrats and never the Republicans. So, oh. so what is Twitter, Amazon, Google, eBay, and YouTube are all run by Democrat CEOs. Then there is no universal social media site that is run by Republicans. And that is because DARPA secretly hands off government to develop new technology to the Democrats and allows them to sit in and develop these companies' platforms even before the new tech. I mean, it just goes on. That's an email you got on eBay. But okay, so sorry you you accused him of padding the auctions oh, because really. he... I was like, look, dude, like if you're just trying to pad the auction numbers, you know that's weird. I don't care, but tell me that you. I'd like to relist the book. 
Yeah, I've got he, like four copies. Yeah, yeah. I was just up. I was just upbidding it to make mine more valuable. Yeah, he accused what him it, of being a shell. He's. I mean, I don't care. Like you know, it's it's so, a shitty. Like what? If you accuse me of being a shell, I probably would send you an essay. I don't think it would be about like how the Democrats control everything, but I would. I will say, with biblical quotes, Jimmy. Did you notice though? After the second, that, after the second time he said Democrats and Republicans, his feed kind of cut out. The FBI came in there. It, they, it did, they it did cut out at the end there a little bit, but <laughs> he got he got pinged. Uh, oh, that's weird. Said oh that too gosh. many times in a row on social media. It just went on too. There was a lot more. I just. But does he up. say he's going to pay for the book or what? I don't know. I never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so valid question. Feedback, dude. Valid I'm question. Never you, know, you read that whole thing. It is no no part to say, hey, I'm sorry, I'll pay for this book that I bought off of you. <laughs> There's more, too. There's a lot more. Oh, boy. Uh, I better go be talk to you about conspiracies. <laughs> Tell well, me it was more than a $10 book, please. I mean, it was $120 uh, auction. Okay. Well, I, I think all right. that's all we have for tonight. Um, I feel good about it. I thought this was a really good podcast. I thank you guys for joining us. I thank you, I thank you, the audience, for listening. And uh, I, I don't know what you're going to do about that. That eBay I thank message, that eBay but... buyer. He well, gave me more joy than I've had in a week. You've really um, got us on the hook here for next week as a to a resolution on this. <laughs> He's just going to send you more more e- emails. Okay, we'll catch you guys later. Uh, thanks, for the podcast. thanks again for watching. Later, gentlemen.